Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Back to the podcast. Kayla, Taylor, how are you guys today? We're recording episode five. Are you kidding me? How fun is that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's so exciting. Yes, I love it. Love it. Well, welcome, guys. Um, We're so excited to um, connect again together today and talk about mindset again. Um, So our our last episode, we're kind of going to pick up where we left off in terms of we felt like we could just keep this conversation going forever. It seems to be um, intertwined in almost everything that we do, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it carries in pretty much every single area of life. And so it's, it's a huge thing that people should lay a foundation on for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And we really wanted to provide you guys with some tangible takeaways, some um, not only just real life examples, but one of the goals that we have with, with this podcast is definitely so that you can listen and you can walk away a better version at chipping away at, at those things that, that we kind of cover. So that's what we're going to go over with mindset today. Um, so one of the biggest overarching things that I feel like has kind of been coming up in um, conversations with friends lately. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier is how influential our environment is on our mindset. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. I think, you know, home life is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, relationships that you have outside of home. Um, I know recently I talked to a client that had just her and her husband had different mindsets on how to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, and that sort of thing. And so there, we had some conversations around that, um, that it's interesting, you know, how much somebody else, your significant others really do influence your decisions without you even realizing it. You just kind of get into those patterns. And so to be, you know, mindful and have to think about what's best for you and your family and try to balance those things um, are really huge. Yeah. Throw kids in the mix <laughs> and, and busy schedules and, and sports. And yeah, it, it's kind of, it's multi-layered for sure. Um, and I can definitely relate to that in terms of that being a very, very common um, obstacle to overcome for a lot of clients um, when they come to us, not even like you said, they don't even really realize it. It's kind of over time. It's coming up in our conversations on our coaching calls and in check-ins of what maybe the stumbling block is. What are some things that they're struggling with um, and ways to, to mitigate that? What were some things that, that you guys were able to kind of talk about or some takeaways? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, I think that, well, first of all, to recognize that there's something there, but then the next step is like, how do you talk about it? Or how do you communicate that with your, maybe your spouse or a significant other? Um, and that was one of, that was what our conversation, um, the coaching call revolved around is, uh, 
my husband wants me to eat more. He makes my dinner for me, which I was like, girlfriend, I need one of those. Um, He makes my dinner for me and he serves up my plate and we eat after I finish my work day. And so it's, it was like, this is a significant gift. And yet it was an area of frustration for her because um, she felt like if she didn't receive that, or if, if it wasn't, um, if she didn't eat all of it, that, you know, he might perceive that as, you know, in a way that's not favorable, I guess. Right. So, right. Or yeah. after, even, but yeah, we, had, we had discussions around that, you know, how to communicate that. So that's a big thing is how do you communicate your, your goals and your needs and your desires with your significant other or maybe it's family relationships outside of you go to a family event and you know you you're wanting to kind of cut back and you know somebody's staring at you going why aren't you eating the cake or how come you're only having a few bites or you know what i mean Things oh like yeah that. my my mother's love language is eating her food <laughs> like it, and that's how she is with every everything um she enjoys that that service and so whenever I travel home, you know, cause I live about 1500 miles from home, man, that is, and, and in the, in the early years, it was definitely something that we had to just overcome. And at first I was like, why do you care what I eat? Like, what is it? I'm an adult. Like what is, I'm going to make my own food. It doesn't matter just because I didn't want, you know, whatever casserole she made or whatever it was. Um, and so we had to like learn how to articulate. She's like, I didn't even know that that was really something I enjoyed providing you so much, but it was, and looking back, you know, now over my childhood and, and things like that, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. Mom has always, she's always loved cooking. We just thought she liked cooking. Um, it's actually a way that she, that she shows love. And so it's really cool because now when I go home and, and she's very considerate, which then again, shows me more love and vice versa. I'm like, Oh, I would love this food. This is my favorite way that, you know, you've cooked this dish or whatever. And, um, it's created a nice conversation, which has been really interesting. I didn't even know that that was possible. It, it's interesting to me how much other people care about what you eat. Taylor, have you had that experience with friends? Like when you were in prep or, or doing different things or kind of coming off of a competition and you needed to be a little bit tighter in your diet, but you're out with friends and they are looking at you like, what's the deal, girl? <laughs> have you had that experience? I love how we're talking about this because it's it's such a stumbling point for so many, um, not only sometimes us or in the past, but clients and mm-hmm. something that we've all experienced and will experience for the rest of our lives uh, because functions just, we gather around food. It's, it's just what is normal. And yeah. um, actually just this past weekend, I went to a wedding and um, I... I decided to clean everything up a little bit more in these last couple of weeks. And, um, I just have a new goal in mind. And so I, it's actually so cool. They catered, uh, Qdoba, which is like Chipotle. So, which was the coolest thing. I'm like, yeah, but so then afterwards they were bringing around cupcakes and I just kind of was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. So everyone around the table was taking cupcakes and someone had asked me, they were just like, so focused on me having a cupcake they were like well why won't you have one and they're like 
totally just mind blown by the fact that I'm saying no to a cupcake, (laughs) but I feel like it bothers other people more than it really does to us. And, and one thing that I had to tell a client and, um, and, and just several people too, is just to chat with them and say, it's, it's important to, like you guys said, communicate with, with your loved ones, how important something is to you. Um, because some people will, will take it differently. Some like your, your mom, Kayla, or just friends. Um, some people will respect it. Some people really don't understand it, um, because they don't have them, those goals themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I find that they're, they're also just inquisitive. They Mm -hmm. just, it's foreign. Um, they're like, well, why is there a reason why is it, you know, it doesn't always even have to be because someone wants to lose weight or not lose weight. It's more just being mindful about like, do I really want this? And Mm -hmm. if anything, I'd say that a huge takeaway from all my years of, um, you know, food restriction, you know, whether it's for contest prep or trying different diets and, you know, doing different things over the years, one of the biggest takeaways has been overcoming the other side and saying, what food do I really enjoy? And it's very empowering to let something pass by me to say, I mean, I just don't really like that kind of food. It's not my favorite. Um, or I can take a bite of something and not feel obligated to come, you know, finish the whole slice of cake or eat the whole cupcake. I can try something and go, oh, I don't really like that. It's fine. And feel okay. I'm not missing out. That's my, that's my decision. I think that is maybe a lot of when people either are at a wedding, you're getting served free food. You know, usually, you know, wedding food is, you know, pretty high up on the, you know, good list <laughs> in terms of like, they found a good bakery and those kind of things. Like, why would you not want to try that? And you're like, I mean, just, I just don't want to. It's really not a big deal. Really they're not, they're not used to that. Yeah. An interesting strategy to think about even on the other side of it is, so you have, you know, the choice and maybe personal restriction that you don't want to, you know, go that way. But the other interesting thing is coming getting to a place where you can say, you know what, I've got this special event coming up um, and I'm going to go, I'm going to enjoy it. I don't need to overindulge, but you know what, I'm going to have something that I might not normally have. I'm going to have it to the point where I'm comfortable and full. I'm not going to, it's not going to turn into an all all out binge, Mm -hmm. but that you also, because of moderation, have the ability to enjoy those things as well. And so like, we're not demonizing cupcakes here, right? Right, right. I've been at plenty of events where I went, you know what, I would like a little slice of dessert. And, but like you said, Kayla, I don't have to have the full piece. I listen to my body cues of when I'm full, when I've had enough and am totally okay. And this is where the mindset comes in is an abundance mindset. There's going to be more of that at another time, more of that where that came from. I don't have, it's not this all or nothing. Oh my gosh, if I don't get it now, I'm never going to have it again. Right. 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 It goes a long way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's huge. And it's a huge component of that abundance mindset. I love that you use that terminology because I mean, guys, we're like, we're talking about fitness right now. We're talking about nutrition, but I'm constantly referring this back to every area in our life. You know, I talk about that with friends. I talk about that with, with our clients and just on social media in general of just 
um, how often we contort things in our minds and like start to compartmentalize and make things like that. They're vastly different when they're not, because what, what you guys might not know people listening is that like, you've got these skills and these strengths that you're using in other areas that you're probably just not applying in the fitness and nutrition realm. And so one of the things that we really like to do is, is highlight those skills, which is why it's really important to kind of what, what are your superpowers? You know, we talked about that a little bit in our 365 program of what are your superpowers and what are some things that you're really good at in terms of, you know, maybe organization or maybe you're really encouraging to, you know, the other people around you or all these things that we kind of start to bring out all these things that are not fitness related per se, but pull them into a pile so that we can say, okay, now how can we use that skill? That's something that you're already really good at. And apply it in this area in some fashion that could be communicating, that could be organization or whatever. And so it's really cool that you ha- that you mentioned the abundance mindset because Jody, you have that abundance mindset in so many other areas, which is really great. So of course it's going to shine whenever you're talking about nutrition and fitness. But don't you think with with ourselves or you know we've all been in this place that. Um, and with clients and different things, but that's a big hang up is like, Oh, with the, I'll start again on Monday, I'll start this diet again on Monday type of thing. So it's like, Oh, let's go hell bent and have a huge blowout of a weekend because I'm going to start that diet on Monday, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. If you look at it, like, um, you know, every opportunity is another opportunity to sit down and have a meal. I mean, we're going to be eating for the rest of our lives. And so if you think about it for a long game, I think that changes the expectations. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, and that's, I think the big deal is like, how do we, how do we adjust those expectations, you know, moving forward with, you know, what's next? I'm going to eat again in, you know, four or five hours. I can choose, I can choose better or I can choose something different or I might have a little treat and enjoy that and it's all okay. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of evens out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really, that's really true. I like how you mentioned that. Um, um, so we're going to provide you guys with some takeaways and the first takeaway is adjusting your expectations. So when it comes to kind of creating an abundance mindset, I'm going to hang with that, that articulation of mindset, because I think it's a really, um, it's powerful hearing the word abundance. Um, and, and it just like stirs up feelings of of power whenever I hear that for some reason. So, um, in terms of kind of overarching that abundance mindset and having this kind of positivity towards whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whether that be fitness or not, um, adjusting our expectations is really important. Having an accurate depiction of what we should be aiming for. And that goes back to what we said in the very beginning when we first came on was our environment. Um, that could be home life. It could be friends. Um, and I just want to highlight too, that we've got a really great fitness community in, in fit me forever on Facebook where, um, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about is walking through those things, whether it's, you know, I don't have time to make this meal healthy, or I can say, Hey, how can I make this meal healthy? I only have 10 minutes. What are some good 10 minute recipes that I could do for my family? Because, you know, my husband doesn't want to eat diet food, quote unquote, or, you know, my kids love chicken nuggets or whatever it is. How can we come alongside each other and do that and create the um, accurate expectations 
so that we can have that overarching positivity towards whatever our goal is. Yeah, I, I love how just reframing that mindset from I, I don't have time to do this to I have 10 minutes to do this and mm -hmm. how, how can it be better? That's so perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, flip the script, if you will, on that. And, and we all need practice, I think, you know, doing that because when it gets crazy is the time where, you know, obviously every, you know, people go, I fall off. I don't have time. I can't do this. It's too much. It's too stressful. But that's where I think finding new sources of inspiration come to play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the Facebook community can be one of those sources of information for all yep. kinds of resources. Um, or you have a friend or you sit down and have a conversation with your significant other and just say, Hey, this is really important to me. And this is why, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to improve my blood sugar numbers or, you know, I'm, you know, I need to lose a couple of pounds because I can't afford to buy new clothes next, you know, in a couple of months, it, you know, whatever it is, feeling tired have them, and yeah, have them come along the journey with you, whether or not they want to participate in exactly what you're doing, but to kind of, you know, bring that train along <laughs> so it doesn't run you over, I guess. But you need that support and you need that encouragement because we're human and that's, that's what our heart desires is, is support and community. And um, it's just so important. And one thing that I, I think of all the time too, when we say this community being so important and who we're hanging out with and what we're looking at, at on social media. Um, one of my favorite things that my pastor Levi Lesko said, I, I think of is we, we stay, we steer where we stare. So we're steering where we're staring. Mm -hmm. And it is so true in every aspect. So if we're staring at bad influence in, in our inner circle on social media, if we're listening to music that, that gives us bad thoughts, or if we're around constant negative people, um, we're going to start staring at that. Mm -hmm if we're steering in that direction and um, it could just be as much as getting rid of toxic people out of your life or doing a little um, Facebook purge <laughs> timeline purge or whatever it is on Instagram where you can kind of just yeah. unfollow a little bit. Oh yeah. And like lovingly mm -hmm. not always accepting um, maybe invites to hanging out with people who maybe aren't the best influences, still, still loving them, still being friends with them, but maybe not letting them, influence you in ways that they have have been mm -hmm. and one more thing about the expectation too because we talked about the 10 minute meal time something that came up in conversation um with you and i Tay, i wanted to share with the listeners was like gym time like not having rather than saying i don't have time to go to the gym it's like okay what can i do in 30 minutes and i have 30 minutes or i have 10 minutes you know i sit at a desk all day so there's plenty of times where making it to the gym, it, it isn't realistic sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. And I've gotten into the negative mindset of saying, oh my gosh, I can't go to the gym. But I, I can also move my desk chair and I can do a lot of body weight things. And every time I make that decision, I instantly feel better in my mind and in my body. Like I, I feel better. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I've got a, a set of dumbbells sitting right over here in my office so that I can grab them just to get up and, you know, I can, you, 
whip off 10 or 15 squats. It's not super heavy, but it's, it's, an, it's enough that it gets my energy flowing or whatever. So the gym isn't realistic. Tay, I love, I love what you said about what you stare at, because I think one of the other like major takeaways, what you said is we're human, right? And when we're human, obviously not when we are, we are human, but we need to accept our flaws. And so when we're staring at those things and doing that comparison thing, we're, we're thinking we're less than because we see our flaws in the ways nobody else does. Right. Um, and, and so it's just like kind of a, a accepting our humanness and, and going, you know what, everybody has those flaws. I'm just not seeing hers right now, nor do I want to bring them to light, but it reminds me, it's like, I'm, you know, she's no different than, than I am or anybody else. Right. It's the progress over perfection mindset. Um, and, and striving to continue, you know, not becoming complacent or making an excuse, but giving yourself grace to say, Hey, you know what today, maybe, maybe I way overestimated my time today. Like, that's cool, but I can start fresh tomorrow. You know, maybe I, I ate way over ate that meal, but I can start fresh tomorrow. And actually that, that brings up the next point. So just to kind of recap a little bit for the listeners, um, out of our five steps to kind of help readjust your mindset is adjusting your expectations. Number two is finding a source of inspiration. Number three is learning to accept our flaws. And then number four is finding an alternate route. Like sometimes maybe the plan that you had in place you learn as you go, you know, you start implementing something and you're gathering data about it. And you're saying this is working and this isn't, um, and being okay that saying there's not a one size fits all for this, bouncing those ideas off of some people in your inner circle and saying, so this is some feedback that I'm getting from my body or from my family or, or whatever it is. Um, and being willing to make those adjustments. Right. And all plans are so individual, honestly, you never know, um, from I think the way we program is really, really in focused on the individual and what does their lifestyle look like and, and how is it different and what, what do we need to adjust? I think where we get hung up or where clients get hung up, I know I've been in this place personally, is that um, I, if I can't follow it the way I think I should, I judge myself. Or I see that with clients, they judge themselves instead of kind of separating and, and depersonalizing it and just going, you know what, this is kind of not working for my lifestyle right now. What do I need to adjust? That doesn't make me a failure or a bad person or I can, I can never get this thing right, you know, that sort of thing. Again, the progress over perfection, just taking that data and that feedback for yourself rather than judging yourself with that data and feedback. Right. Yes, right. that's everything. And it's so important that like, we all do this. Like guys, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, she's totally talking about me right now. We're talking about ourselves. <laughs> we do this. This is what we, I was just having a conversation earlier this week um, with another client and we had kind of created this program to kind of recalibrate her nutrition structures. And in order to help her digestion and different things like this, we decided to have a certain amount of meals. Well, after about two weeks, she, you know, writes me back and checks in and says like, this is not working. It's not working my work schedule. I'm constantly skipping this meal and then I'm starving and all this stuff. So I made these adjustments. How do these sound to you? I was like, that is great. And what I love most about it is that you took 
what are, you know, the original recommendations and you listened to your own body and your own lifestyle. Um, and that's just such a perfect example of, of what we can do that whatever template that you might have or whatever, you know, structure that you might even get from on our website, we offer tons of free advice that take it and then begin to gather that data, begin to say, how is this working for me? How do I feel here? Um, and that's the, that's the definition of, you know, finding an alternate route. And then ultimately for, for our last point, don't settle. You know, when you're listening to your body and you're getting that biofeedback and listen to what it says, don't just, if you're exhausted because you're trying to train six days a week, you know, you're doing this advanced training program and you're exhausted and you're tired and don't settle for that. You know, if you're eating so much food because that was what your program says or whatever, don't settle for that. If your digestion is getting gunky and you're bloated and you're having all, there's all these different biomarkers of what's working and what's not. And it's really important that we don't just throw it in the box of progress, not perfection, that we actually listen and we say, what is this? And you might not know that on your own. That's where it's really important to kind of fall back on that community to talk yeah, about. And I think to bring it full circle too, though, it's, it's not just those program elements, it's the, your environment. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I was talking to a client this week about um, her particular program, and she has children, very busy life, school lets out, and it is, the evening is craziness. And she said to me, how can we adjust so that I have a little bit more freedom at dinner time?" And that, you know, that might look a little bit different for me because I never know from one day to the next if I'm heading to soccer practice or grabbing something on the way home, you know, what does this look like and how can I make better choices during that time? But then we talked about how does it adjust to her environment, which was exactly what we started with in the beginning of the podcast. So it just encompasses the full circle of life, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's so awesome that we get to walk beside all of you ladies. I mean, we love it, love it, love it. And we get to learn so much about you and ourselves for sure. Kayla, do you want to just reiterate the, the five points? Yeah, I'd love to. So it's great. So um, in order to help adjust our mindsets, to help kind of recalibrate, to have that abundance mindset, the five takeaways are adjusting our expectations, finding a new source of inspiration, learning to accept your flaws, finding an alternate route and don't settle. And it's pretty simple. I mean, I love that you guys can take these five things and literally take whatever it is that, that you're striving towards, whatever, you know, standard you've, you've decided to hold yourself to and kind of filter it through that a little bit um, to decide what needs a little bit of adjusting. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. So um, I, I want to hear what are the things that you guys are working on. Um, please join us in our Fit Me Forever Facebook group to, to communicate about that kind of stuff. I know I'm going to pop in there this week and um, share a couple of the things that, that I've already been thinking of. And I'm like, okay, we can't talk forever, but I have all these things going through my mind that are so applicable. Well, I think it's a, a good rat. Tay, we're going to say good day. <laughs> yes. Over and out. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much. And I just love how we get to share um, our our humanness and our reality with, with you guys, just because I feel like it, it just helps us settle down for a bit and relate to each other and help us to encourage one another and move forward in our, in our journey. Absolutely. 
Definitely, I agree. All right, till next time. Yes, thank you guys. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.